Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Call. We've got an amazing guest interview here for you this morning. We interview Cameron Russell, who is a serial entrepreneur, and we pick him apart to find out why he is where he is right now. And with his newest business, he is giving away over $2,100 of new merchandise through his new business called The Above Club. Find the details to that in our description below. $2,100, this is not a joke. Uh, So definitely go look into what he's giving away. And without further ado, here's the Cameron Russell interview. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of The Weekly Call. So we can turn on the stress response just by thought alone. We can think about our problems and turn on those chemicals. That means then our thoughts could make us sick. So if it's possible that our thoughts could make us sick, is it possible then our thoughts could make us well? The answer is absolutely yes. You're listening to the Weekly Call Podcast with Austin, Hammer, and John. Welcome. It's enormously important that you do have the right friends. If they make you a better person than you otherwise would be, that's the ultimate gift. It deals for the most part with success. It deals with people who you started your life off with and what success does to them. People look at you strange saying you changed, like you worked that hard to stay the same, like you're doing all this for a reason. Remind yourself, this fight that you're in, this is what will make you stronger. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of The Weekly Call. Uh, we actually have some big news. This is our first sponsored episode. We did it! We didn't before lose our sponsors. Before 100 episodes, we managed to do it. Amber was talking about getting like a, a sponsor like Snapchat or Bumble. He was talking about Ooh. Bumble for a while. I don't know why you mentioned that. Anyways, though, dreams, I'm going to, for the first time in the weekly call history, going to toss it over to Amber for our first ever ad read. Let's go, Amber. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. And this episode is sponsored by the one and only Above Club. That is Above Club, A-B-O-V-E Club. <laughs> so it's for, for high performers by high performers. So Above Club helps humans realize the full potential of both mind and body. So they're bringing you health products that are simple to use, easy to integrate into your life and backed by real results. Starting with arguably the most underserved area of the human experience in today's modern living. Above Club has created a product line of red light therapy devices called the Apollo series. Starting at just $199, the Above Club makes it easy to jump into light therapy and reap the benefits of red and near infrared light to give entrepreneurs truly an unfair advantage in their industries. The future of health optimization is here. And I know what you're thinking through your mind, Amr, what the heck are you talking about? What the heck is red light therapy, near infrared light? Fret you not, we have Cam here to explain, Cam Russell, uh, to really walk us through this process. And well, who is Cam? Cam Russell is a 22-year-old entrepreneur, marketer, and leader. Cam's most recent position was Director of Growth Marketing for TrueFan, a tech company focused on social analytics. He led the company through the early stages of COVID-19 by growing their MRR by over $30,000 before resigning to pursue his own business. 
Cam took to marketing and sales early on by generating multiple six-figure uh, businesses in revenue by selling his services door-to-door from running a student works painting franchise in his Let's hometown, go. Peterborough, to selling pest control out in Vancouver. So through this, Cam has always prioritized his health and fitness, and he's a firm believer your mind and body dictate your success as an entrepreneur. Cam's currently working towards launching his newest venture, Above Club, a health tech e-commerce company providing solutions that make it easy to optimize the mind and body with the end goal of raising the collective consciousness. He's credited much of his early success and experience to moving quickly, being open-minded, and not listening to outside judgment. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Cameron Russell. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Really what's going on, man? That was, that was a hell of a rad read. And you, you got to explain <laughs> what's going on here. So what the heck is a buff club? And, you know, what can we look forward to? Why should every entrepreneur listening to this of all age groups should be really dialed in on the edge of their seats right now? Oh, man, because for in the last 20 to 40 years, you know, we as humans have grown into this era of modern living that ultimately is taking away our full potential. And the main core reason, we have all this amazing technology, but the core reason that I say that is we're now spending more time than ever. There was a study done actually that we spend over 90%, and that was pre-COVID. We spend over 90% of our time inside under harsh artificial light. So nobody thinks about, nobody thinks about light absorption and getting your daily light. We think about getting, you know, our, our daily intake of food, whether that be carbs, fats, proteins. We think about staying hydrated. We think about moving, but we don't think about light. And so the, the entrepreneur in today's world is limited by their light absorption, believe it or not. And it's wow. crazy to think about because light is so misunderstood. So we don't see it as a, uh, a big factor. And so uh, for all the entrepreneurs out there listening, this episode, I'm hoping can educate you on, you know, the benefits of light and how you can actually get started with it um, in an easy way. Obviously, you know, uh, Amr just told you a little bit about Above Club and I'm happy to dive deeper into it with whatever direction you want to take it. But, you know, light is the forgotten optimizer for the entrepreneur, for the high performer. And uh, I'm really excited to bring it to market. That's insane. And, and how can you, how did you even stumble upon this? Because light is just one of those things. I mean, nobody really thinks about it. It's just like, <laughs> oh, here's this light in my room and, and here's this and here's that. I mean, how did you stumble on this? And, uh, you know, how critical is this? Because what I'm hearing when you're talking about light, my immediate reaction is like, oh, it'll probably <laughs> increase my life by like 5%, maybe 10%. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tell me, break that down for me. How important is this really? Well, it's extremely important. And, you know, the way to really look at it is, again, we've only been living indoors for the past really 20 to 40 years, you know, maybe stretched out the last 60. Humans have been around for thousands. And the way humans have really lived is primarily outside under the sun. They've mm -hmm. been in the sun more often than they were inside. 
And so we've been built around the sun. We, we know the sun is what gives us light. Without the sun, the earth wouldn't be able to survive. That's no different for humans. Mm. And we've just recently pulled ourselves away from getting that level of sun. So, you know, not to get too deep into the science of it. And one of our values actually at the company is model our ancestors. And part of that is we're trying to recreate how our ancestors live in a modern way. Because I'm not going to hop on here and build a brand that is around advocating go outside more. <laughs> That's just not something that has been proven to be effective, right? How can we bring those technology, the, the, the elements that our bodies have known to thrive on into modern living? And th that comes into places like light therapy, because red and near infrared can actually mimic the effects that the sun has for our body. And so the light, just simply by looking back on how our ancestors lived, just like how keto is a thing now, mm -hmm. right? Just like how, you know, I know John's big into stoicism, that way of living back in, in when we had much more simpler times is still so critical today. But light has been one of those things that have been left behind. Um, so yeah, I really think that's the biggest player is that we weren't born to not have light. And the way actually light creates balance in our body is energize us on the cellular level. So light actually gives the mitochondria energy, which ultimately promotes ATP. And for anyone that doesn't know what ATP is, it's pretty much the thing that drives our body from an energy level. Like the mitochondria is known as like the life force of our body or the life currency. So by not having light, we are then throwing ourselves out of balance. And by then being under stressful light, which is the blue light that's that all, all five of us, four of us on the call right now are experiencing with our, our screens. We're mm. experiencing on our phones. We're experiencing with artificial lighting in airports, in our homes, everywhere. So now it went from getting natural light, which actually fueled our body to stressful light, blue light, which is good in very small amounts because the sun still has blue light, but it only gives us it in very small portions. The screens we have, the artificial light that we're showered in all day throws our body out of balance and throws our body out of what's known as homeostasis and wow. doesn't allow us to ultimately function, our body to function on an optimal level. And so without it, really, we're limiting ourselves to a degree. You might be as optimized as you can be with the, the, the food, the movement, the mindset, but again, light is the forgotten optimizer. And that's part of the above club is to bring education back to that. So Kim, what kind of um, positive impact or, or I guess difference have you seen after doing all of this research? And as a follow-up question, how did you become aware of this? Yeah, I, I, was, I was thinking, what was the other side of that question that um, Amir uh, brought up? And so I'll start with that. Um, I've been for probably the past six going on seven years, been really intrigued with, you know, fitness. And then more recently, it, then it went into more of a holistic approach where I started looking into nutrition was the next thing. Then I started looking into sleep. Then I started looking into, you know, mindset, meditation, mindfulness. And through all of those, I, I never came across the impact of that light has. 
And because it, it's so, it's such an under, undereducated area of our life. And so when I started with fitness, I'm like, cool, what's the next natural evolution of that? Nutrition. If you're going to work out, you need to be fueling the body. Then from there, what was the next natural evolution from that? Well, sleep, you know, mm -hmm. I'm getting all this, you know, I'm eating well, I'm working out. But now my body's, you know, way out of whack from the energy levels, I need to be sleeping properly. And then so I started to play around with sleep, not seriously enough until I got my aura ring. And mm -hmm. I'm happy to dive into the aura ring, because that's a powerful that the aura ring was what led me to light and, explain, and understanding it. Explain the aura ring just very quickly for people who don't know what that is. Sure. Funny enough, I don't have it on me. But essentially, it's just a ring, like any other ring you'd put on your finger. Um, and it has actually infrared sensors on it that picks up and tracks your sleep cycles along with a bunch of other different metrics. Uh, and so for me, you know, when I started using it, I was directly looking to improve my sleep because that was that next thing that I really wanted to dive into. And so the Aura Ring has an app and it actually tracks all your sleep cycles, how long you're in bed for, how long you're actually asleep for, deep REM, um, light sleep, awake, all of that stuff. And so sleep was the thing that really took me to the place of light because a core part of sleep, and again, you guys might or may or may not know this, having deep quality sleep requires a blackout room a bl in a black, when yeah. I mean blackout, yeah. I mean blackout. Yeah. I've recently bought uh, blackout blinds. No way. Best investment I've ever made. <laughs> I can sleep. Like I, I've, I slept in until like 11 a.m. one random yeah. Sunday morning. And I was I was convinced it was like 5 a.m. when I woke up. It was, it was ridiculous. But yeah. slept for that extra five, six hours and my body clearly needed it, right? Yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. And so that was for me because like you just said, Austin, that was one of the biggest um, actual optimizers on my sleep score because it gives you a sleep score every every morning. Once I implemented and uh, my room, I actually have like a lot of see-through. And even when it's nighttime, because I live in downtown Toronto, you know, the lights still come through. And so I actually put tinfoil <laughs> across no all of my doors to black everything out because it is so critically important. And even still, like I have like little glimpse of light in my body, your body gets so sensitized to that when you get to that level that even the smallest little lights can actually affect it. Um, because not only our eyes pick up light, but our entire body picks up light. And so even the smallest little light does that. And so for me, I just mm -hmm. kept going deeper and deeper to be like, okay, why, why is it that lights the thing that's really triggering this? And then I started to understand what lights actually do into our body. And then, you know, if you guys have ever heard of circadian rhythm, the circadian rhythm is critical to how we wake and go to sleep in our body gives the hormones to wake up and go to sleep, melatonin and serotonin. Yeah. And those two things are directly correlated to the sun, mm -hmm. right? And so if you're not getting enough natural light, your body will not know when to shut off and when to wake up. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, go ahead. I'm assuming you've heard the Matthew Walker podcast on Joe Rogan. Um, I've heard, I've listened to Matthew Walker. I have his book. Okay. Actually, okay. So. Yeah. So if you have his book, mm -hmm. I mean, he kind of abbreviates that on, on Joe Rogan, but I remember you mentioned circadian rhythm and you mentioned melatonin and serotonin. And the reason that it, it turned me on to following him and, and as a sleep scientist is that he, he threw out this stat on Joe Rogan and it was that I'm going to try and get it right. It was the 
average, the, the, the percentage of people that don't develop a neurocognitive disorder by the age of 65 that don't get at least seven hours of sleep a night in the first 25 years of their life rounded to the nearest number is zero. Crazy. What so just mean? to, re- just to repeat yeah, myself, I, I didn't really follow. So yeah, it's, it's a, and he had to repeat it like three times yeah, on Joe Rogan, which yeah. was like, essentially it means that if you don't get, and, and where I'm wrong is it might not be the first 25 years of your life. It might be a longer period of time, but essentially if you don't pretty much average at least seven hours of sleep per night, in the development and growth stages of your life, then the, the, the chances of you not getting a neurocognitive disorder when you, after you retire is zero. So chances the chances of, not, of getting it is a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. That was, yeah. yeah. I, I believe it. Which I, no, but he's like, he's asleep. Like they've done longitudinal studies yeah. and they had just been able to publish it. Cause obviously yeah. that study took like 70 years. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so yeah. it's so, bad to get seven hours of sleep. No, no it's bad to get, to get less than least. seven hours. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So to, just to summarize, make sure I understand. Less than seven hours of sleep in your first twenty-five years means you're you get all Alzheimer's. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Some form cool, of cool. neurocognitive disorder, and of course, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the the extreme to which it impacts you is subjective. I mean, you got three years to catch up, buddy. No, Amher's caught up. I would say Amher Amher's probably less at risk than you and I, John. Dude, I, I sleep nine in. to ten hours a night. Yeah, yeah, I am, yeah I'm yeah. straight chilling. That's the one thing Amher's <laughs> up on. <so>. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, so I love this, Cameron, because I imagine that you would have, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you're a part of this culture of, you know, working either for your own business or a startup, there's this kind of, there's this kind of like lifestyle around like grinding and, you know, don't sleep and like, let's just fucking go after it. Like (laughs) all, like at all times, I remember coaching this, you were, I, you know, you were a student works operator, so you get this. It's like, I remember coaching this guy last year. He was like, no, no, I just, I'm just going to work all night. Like I'm such a savage. I'm just going to like stay up and study and I'm going to work. It's just like, no, obviously not. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, I just, is that what kind of turned you onto this? Were you going down that other path originally at one point? Yeah. Walk us through your business journey. So tell us about your student works business, why you left that, why you entered that startup, why you left that, why you're starting this business. For sure. Yeah, definitely. So um, I, I'll, I'll go through my, my journey business-wise and kind of loop in uh, how that incorporates on the health side. Because I've, I've, I've had points in my health where it was to a degree correlated to my business, um, but more so just learning curves along the way. And so actually first year of college, I, uh, man, I was partying. Like I was partying way too much and not even way too much in the sense that it like hit me and I was like, Oh crap. Like I need to do something about this. It was just like, I was partying because I didn't have anything else to like grab onto. And then Luke Fenn, obviously you guys know who Luke Fenn is the beauty himself. Yo, as soon as you said you were from Peterborough, I texted Luke and I was like, yo, do you know Cam Roussel? And he's like, of course I do. You idiot. Did you say Roussel? <laughs> How do you say your last name? Is it Russell or Roussel? Uh, I've heard both. I, I don't even know if I say it right, but it's Russell for all I know. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, I love Anyways, that. <laughs> I, I came across, I came across Luke Fenn and I learned that he was doing student works and funny enough, and he'll tell you the same thing. Me and him were, were doused in a, in a club in Peterborough. And this is after he ran his first year in student works. And uh, I was, you know, I was feeling some kind of way. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to just 
talk to this guy and I'm going to work with him, whatever, like whatever it takes kind of thing. And as soon as I oh talked to God. him, like instantly, he was like, dude, just take over Peterborough because he was headed up to London. So ended up, I um, went through the whole process in an unconventional manner. I don't know if this has changed since, but I'm, I'm, I was in college and obviously no one goes to colleges to recruit. And so I think I was the only college student uh, that year that went, that went through things. And so I was oh, up wow. at Humber. And as soon as I, as soon as I started doing student works, I just instantly became so appalled to going out and partying because I just like saw this bigger vision to go out and, and start something. Yeah. It's like and, this opportunity cost lens, you know, you're like, Oh mm. man, that's like a 48 hour commitment. If I go get super oh, drunk, you oh, know, and you're like, sure. and you're like, man, I can't, I can't write off tomorrow. And like, yeah, is that how long a hangover can last? Well, for yeah. now that I'm 24, honestly, it's a full two day commitment, man. Like if I'm, yeah, if I'm, if I'm like day. completely just drunk, it's, it's a full yeah. write off the next day. And then the next morning's like side note, pretty slow. Does the, yeah. does the red light help with hangovers? In a sense, I would say yes. Um, <laughs> but there's no, defi- there, I, I haven't come across, across a definitive study. It wouldn't hurt, but I guess there's no causation link yeah yeah because you know every frat house is gonna have red lights <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah next biggest market also the P- another peterborough connection i didn't know this but uh because you, you just said it but i'm a district manager and and an operator on my team is jose mukati okay you also know i thought so, you're yeah. gonna say james matchett because we got it we oh got no okay yeah he's he's a yeah, new james, district manager now he's yeah, anyway. him and uh small Phil world Lombardo too small world phil lombardo shout out yeah yeah, so Peter Rose, Peter Rose rising up. <laughs> yes. Um, so anyways, got did student works. As soon as I did that, I went home every single weekend except one uh, that next semester. So just completely, you know, wrote off partying. And that, that was the best thing to happen to me. Um, and through that, that was my real first experience with obviously managing a team. Like most of us, you know, sales, although I was doing, you know, buying and selling hats. Me and James Matchett, actually, a story from him. Me and him were, were making vape juice out of my dad's basement. And oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, you could have killed the somebody. Gr- the most grungy startup oh. I've ever heard of. Yeah, That's yeah. Amazing. I don't know, you know how or why people bought that from us. But hey, <laughs> oh, was FDA it, it approved. FDA yeah. approved. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, we just put a skull on the, on the bottle and good to go. Uh, <laughs> so oh, my anyways, God. I've had experience. <laughs> I've had experience with with buying and selling and I always was intrigued since around grade eight um, in business. And then this was really like the thing that that lit up for me that I'm like, this is the first thing where I really feel I can thrive at. Anyways, went through amazing experience. Like it taught me so much, although I didn't end up coming back. um, I actually signed my year two. I went to January launch, um, was about to commit to Oakville. And then I came across this opportunity to go out west. Amazing opportunity, benefit-wise. They paid for, you know, my house, paid for my car, and I didn't have to. I didn't have to actually produce any of the work. <laughs> and yeah. so the only caveat was I was selling pest control at the door, credit card, and everything, instead of obviously going through the whole cycle. And so I pulled trigger on that. I backed out, paid my fee, went to Vancouver because a big part of that was like I really, really wanted to get out west. I just graduated college, um, went through that, was very, you know, did very well for myself. And that was much more actually grueling than student works, even though that it was in the, the nice Vancouver summer. 
Um, it was much more grueling because it was a shorter sales cycle and the, the actual thing you were selling was, was much more of a pitch. And, but it taught me a lot. Um, I actually, you know, made some good coin. And after that, I'm like, you know what, I'm ready to go and, uh, and start my own marketing agency. Well, that failed. But in the meantime, through all of that, I was really learning about, you know, the nutrition side of fitness. I'd been working out for about two, three years at this point. But the big thing that came across was the nutrition side is not all the food, not all food is made the same as we know. But the big thing was, is I was just going for macros. And if anyone doesn't know, like macros is just counting your calories, uh, your calories, your fats, your proteins, and your carbs. And I kept hitting these slumps. I kept hitting slumps through the workday trying to start this agency. And I could not figure out what it was until I then came across like, oh, you know what? I'm actually eating white rice, ground beef, and avocado every single meal for lunch and dinner six days a week to just hit my macros. <laughs> and I started to play around with diet. And that's when my energy started to boost up when I started eating more clean, started to get more energy, started to have more results in my business. And that really started to light things up for me to see how things correlated. And from there on out, I became really intrigued because up until that point, I just saw working out and eating as a confidence thing to look better and feel better because I was skin and bones growing up, you know, didn't have a lot of self-confidence physically, you know, my mindset wasn't that developed. So I relied on my physical looks to benefit me from a confidence standpoint. So that's all I used health for. And then when I put together eating clean and energy levels in my business together, that's when things really got interesting for me. And this was your marketing company that you were trying to start. Exactly. And, and what were you what were you selling? Like, what, why did you start that uh, business? Yeah, so I actually came across another uh, opportunity that I was kind of, again, young, not so much shiny object syndrome, but I came back to Toronto or Peterborough and got lured in to work with an established agency. So I was I was selling um, social ad packages like running Facebook ads for people running, you know, hmm. setting up funnels and is this and true fan? No, no, uh, true fan comes into play. But mm -hmm. um, out west, I was just selling basically social media ads and, and uh, building funnels. So oh, when I went cool. back, when I back went back home, um, I actually then came across an agency, they wanted me to work for them. I'm like, you know what, they're established. I'm not, I can go live back home, even though I didn't really want to save money, so on and so forth. Long term, it, it turned out to be the best decision. Obviously, you know, a big believer in and uh, the universe does provide you with opportunities. It just matters if you're going to take it or not. And that was definitely an opportunity that I took. And although that opportunity itself didn't turn into anything, I then got approached by a guy I met out in Vancouver that ended up moving their office to Toronto uh, four or five months later. And when he found out I moved back to Ontario, he actually approached me and wanted me to come and work for them as their first employee at this tech startup. And that would be TrueFan. And so no that was my most recent um, place that I worked as director. I started out as a business development manager, then shifted gears as I really kind of led the way on the marketing front as it was a, a really young startup. And I didn't really see anybody doing anything on the marketing side after we acquired this pretty big company called Social Rank. We had just a ton of social traffic, or uh, sorry, Google traffic, a ton of leads coming in, but it was just so fragmented and it was so inefficient took it upon myself, really started to build things out 
And back over to my, my health side, this was when I really started focusing on that next step of sleeping and mindset. And because I made that connection out West that, you know, when I eat better, I get more energy. I was like, what else can I do? What was, what's the next thing that I can do in my life to optimize my health to give myself better results? And that's when I started looking into meditation. And that's when I really started to find consistency in my emotion and my drive in work. Because at a startup, I don't know if any of you guys have been working at a startup, but there really aren't that many rules. Like you show up and you got to find your own way, especially when I was the first employee working among the co four co-founders, like you got to find your own way. And if you don't have the mental discipline to show up and be motivated every day, that can really throw you off. And it's just not an environment that someone's going to thrive in. So I had to really focus on my mental yeah. side now. And that came into meditation. And then I started to understand the more, the more time I spent on focusing on my level of awareness of myself and my own thoughts and my own self-discipline, the more consistent I was able to show up at work. And that was that next progression for me. What was, did you use an app for the meditation? Yeah. So I actually read um, The Power Now by Eckhart Tolle. And that, okay. threw, me, that threw me down the, uh, the meditation realm. Um, I started out with uh, Headspace when I started to do like three to five minute meditations. Um, I've since, you know, today I just use binaural beats with sometimes oh, interesting. more like nat nature music. Um, but typically binaural beats, uh, because it throws your, you can put your mind obviously in a certain state. Um, and now I just do unguided with my own kind of technique with the interesting all unguided meditations for you. Most of the time now. Yeah. The odd time I'll go through more of a visualization meditation. So I'll, I'll go through Joe Dispenza's, um, meditations and go through kind of that realm. But a lot of the time I've become really clear on my vision and, and what I'm looking to get out of life that I go through a cycle of starting with deep breathing, get myself focused on myself, do some body visualization, then transition into more visualization. And then it ended off with just really thinking about the day ahead of myself. So that's kind of where I'm at. And it's been how long do you typically minutes. meditate for 20 to 25 minutes a morning? Wow. Yeah, morning. Nice. Like I, how, how, sorry, I don't want to get too into the weeds, but how long after uh, you wake up, do you typically meditate? Yeah. So my morning routine, very dialed, um, nice. very, very consistently, uh, wake up, uh, right now I've pushed it a little bit, wake up about seven thirty-eight. walk for 30 minutes and listen to audio, uh, book of some kind audio tape, uh, get back. I'll then drink a coffee. I actually have like a morning coffee. I can has lion's mane, uh, coconut oil, some adaptogens in it, and then I'll go shower, then uh, meditate. So typically within the first two hours, I'm meditating. And then nice. at that point, um, I'm eating, I'll have, a, I'll have a smoothie typically, and then right into my day. What's the coffee that you drink? Uh, it's actually a blend called, uh, what is it called? Focus Fuel by Nature, by Natural nutrition or something but it's called focus fuel coffee tastes really good it's not that because man finding good coffee like is hard to find in canada because like all of the good stuff is like you know down in the states but getting yeah. it up into canada i find it's really hard to find like those like sweet spots yeah this this one is more focused on like the blend itself the coffee taste kind of goes away because it has a bit of, it has cinnamon in it 
which is actually good for your blood sugar. Um, so nice. it has cinnamon in it. And then, but the core things is cinnamon, lion's mane, which is uh, like a mushroom helps for, sure. for cognitive function. And then C8, which is a, a strain of coconut oil. That's really good for keeping your hunger satiated up until you go to eat. Man, you've taken this stuff seriously. No joke. Yeah. yeah. Cameron, it <laughs> just is so deep in this health stuff. It's like insane. Yeah. I, fe I felt like it was time to launch a brand uh, because of it. So, so yeah. So walk me <laughs> so, through yeah, that. You're, yeah, tell us what you do, man. So you were in this agency. You're working with some. No, I'm cool curious about this whole true fans thing. Cause like, yeah. Yeah, isn't true fans yeah, blown we, up. Uh, true. They're there. I I'm two and a half months out, but when we, we acquired a company called social rank, Social Rank had a, a host of really big companies as clients, Netflix, NFL, NBA, Victoria's Secret, Samsung, Whoa. Uber, like some big players. Uh, we actually refine or, or tweaked the system a bit. So what I did was transition from more big corporate clients into more everyday small business through an automation system. So I went from a BDR, just making sales with just TrueFan as soon as we got acquired, or as soon as we acquired social rank, I shifted gears into complete auto marketing automation. I segmented our funnel. So then I started to qualify all of our leads to come in. And then it went from qualifying leads to picking up the phone to then qualifying leads to a certain point, sending them to a pricing page and getting them to convert automatically. And then what I left on with the company and what the, the dev team and I worked on was getting from pricing page to automation right into the platform. And so then from point of contact on the page to using the platform was fully automated by the time I left, That's but then insane. they started to have some issues with Instagram. They had to pivot a bit. They've now pivoted. If you go on their site, they went from being able to run any Instagram and Twitter account to running your own Instagram account, or if you have access to it. So they've had to pivot, but they've done really well. Um, I've again, if any of them ever listen to this, extremely grateful for the opportunity they gave me there because it was, it was, it gave me the confidence because of all the experience I had to go on and like take this next step on launching my own company. So, and why did you end up leaving? Was it because you actually wanted to go start this or what? It, it twofold. Um, and I won't get too deep into this, but there's two reasons. One, I, I got to a point with them, uh, with how we were progressing that it, it, it popped up in my mind that I wanted to start thinking about what my next play was going to be. And that's SaaS. So that's software as a service for anyone that doesn't know, like you're dealing with an intangible. And although I like that because, you know, it's high profit margins, you know, you're all, you're dealing with the whole consumer experience online. It's quick delivery. It's a great model. But the one thing that I didn't like was that I couldn't put something in front of someone and have them experience it in real life. And for me, I really like the idea of consumer packaged goods because of that and product-based businesses because of that. Because I can create an experience through one product and get it really, really good like the iPhone. And obviously, I'm not going to go into the telecom, but uh, the, the notion is they've harnessed all of their thoughts and put it into this beautifully designed piece of technology and then just replicated it across the world. I want to do the same with healthy living with key uh, products in your routine. So I came really fascinated with the e-com space because of that. And then in conjunction, at the same time I started to think about it, 
they started to become those tech problems. And then that one of red flag came up for me because I was all in, like I wasn't doing a single thing, but doing social rank. And for a very like type A kind of guy, like you, I wanted to have multiple things. And I made that commitment to myself to stick all in with them. And when I, when I heard and saw that the product was having issues because we were dependent on Instagram, that raised a red flag for me that I have all my eggs in this basket. And that from there, you know, they, they continue to have those problems. It continued to raise more red flags. And the final straw for me was, um, and I actually have a video on my YouTube on it on why I quit, but I had some issues with, um, with the leadership team. You know, I won't get into that, but I had, we, I was just button heads too much with the leadership team and it just didn't make sense. I didn't feel valued. I didn't yeah, feel respected Emerson. and I wanted to head out. You know, it, it sounds like, like you're a very, it sounds like you're a very strategic individual. Like you're always looking towards like, you know, like even the way you look the way you phrase that of like, you know, my next play, right. And it seems like every step of the way, it sounds like you've made a decision of like, okay, here's what my next move is. And like maybe clear minded, do you think in in, in a large part that's due to the fact that you focus so much on your health and meditation? Like, like you definitely seem like you're, you know, very intentional in your, yeah. Intentional is a good way of putting it. Yeah. For sure. And I, I like, I like to think of myself with that. And, um, you know, I know you guys do PI, I do, uh, or I've, I've taken the Myers-Briggs and if you guys know Myers-Briggs, I'm, um, INTJ dash a, which is the analytical, the analytical or the, yeah, the analyzer or something. And yeah, like that for me is who I am, but that personality and who, who I am is optimized to a certain degree, because like you said, John, because I take the time to meditate, because I take the time to eat conscious, clean food, because I take the time to move in the morning, fuel my mind with, with clean, with clean information day in and day out, be very aware with the information that I bring in through, you know, deleting Instagram off my phone, if I don't need it, you know, limiting my, my screen time, doing wind downs, like all of that stuff is aiding my personality and who I am would I say like, you know, it, it completely correlated to that? No, but there's a strong, there's a strong, a very strong correlation to it. A hundred percent. So yes, I am. I am like an analytical person by nature, but I a hundred percent would put all of those things that I do in the basket of bringing me to the level I am and the clarity that, that I have. So it's not even so much that like, so like, you and of yourself, you're just naturally a strategic, you know, um, person and would agree. Yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and by following the routines and the habits that you've developed over the years, you've really just optimized that. that yeah. Character. I've amplified, I've been able to amplify my level of, uh, execution essentially. Right. Cause I I've always been in that sense, but you, you look at the, uh, 18 year old, cam that was going to parties i was still thinking about how can i make money off the parties how can i you know do x and do y at the parties but it was at such a low level because nothing in my mind and body was optimized yeah so the more optimized it was the more consistent i'm going to be the higher level of execution i'm going to be and the longer i'm actually going to be able to maintain this level of of uh of awareness Mm-hmm. that's fantastic it's funny you yeah, mentioned did- the pi because i actually just because i have access to it i pulled up your old evaluation which you did on <laughs> december 14th 2016 wow and uh and i imagine that you would have changed a lot 
Um, Cause like, if you look at this here, it's like you're, you're, you weren't super formal. It sounds now like you would have cut back a lot for formality mm. with how strategic you are with your daily routine, but this all checks out, right? Like slightly more dominant, more extroverted, very impatient. And you'd, you'd have a cutback here for for formality, for sure. which I could see. And you have to keep in mind, this was done like over, this is four and a half years ago or no, about four years ago. Yeah. Four years ago. Yeah. And yeah. this was, this would have been done when you were in that semester of university. Yeah. Uh, when you were applying for student works. For so sure. this would be, this would make, I would love to see you retake this. See what you got. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'd be happy to. I love yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. John, um, you had a, you had a quick question. There. Yeah. John. Well, I was going to say like, was there anything like influential in your early years or even in, in your teenage years? You know, you even mentioned grade eight specifically, like where you were like, you know what, I'm going to kind of go down this path a little bit. Cause I imagine, you know, you found yourself at some parties, you know, I, I found myself at some parties too, where you look around and you know, why did you make those changes, but not the people around you, right? Like if someone was to like look through the window mm -hmm. and there's the party and there's Cameron, would they have picked you out? Like, why you, why did you, why were you the one that diverged? Right. Was there something yeah. that you read someone you, you know, met that said, you know, Hey, Cameron, let's mm -hmm. go down this path. No, that that's a really good question. And, um, you know, I think the exact opposite, I think there wasn't somebody that said, Hey, Cameron, and that created a void in me. Um, I've actually, you know, gone through a, a guy named Dr. John Demartini. He has a book called The Values Factor, um, and he, yeah. he actually gets you to go through your past right up until you can remember pretty much and point out the voids that were in your life. And his, his philosophy is the voids that were in the last part of your life will show up as your greatest values. So essentially so, you become the person you never had in, in that. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And so, you know, flashback mm -hmm. to um, who, who I was and what I was missing was I didn't have uh, independence. I didn't, and this is perceived voids, right? Mm -hmm. You can look at someone mm -hmm. from a, on paper and say you had X, Y, and Z, but how is that person perceiving it? And then now it's really showing up in perceived values. So for me, I had like, you know, a great family and they were, they were very um, uh, like flexible to a, to a degree, but I felt like I was dependent on my family. I, I always needed my mom to drive me around when I was younger. And that, that, that really irked me. And I always needed to ask my parents for money. And I hated doing that because I wanted, if I wanted to go do something, make a purchase that comes back to the patient's things. Like I wanted to go and do that. And so the, the patience or the dependence thing was the first part. The second part was I didn't have anybody telling me what to do. And I felt like there was a, there was a big void early on that I wanted somebody to show me the way to go and do. And the last part, I think there's two parts, but one, my mom and dad split when I was really young, when I was like eight or nine. And uh, my mom pretty quickly ended up finding this, her, which is now her husband for many years, um, a business, he's in business. He runs two collision repair centers and he, he mm. was in business. And that was my first sniff, first like look into the business world. And I, I still remember walking into his collision repair center up in Markham and walking in and my mom was like, this is Jim's like, like this is Jim Shaw. And it just clicked owns like, this. Yeah. He owns this. Like this is his. And th like these people are working for him. And that really mm -hmm. hit me 
And I was like, oh, like, what is, what is this business thing? And the more and more I looked How at it- How old were you? I would have to say about like 13, whatever, whatever grade eight was. Cause instantly, yeah. instantly I turned around and started selling chi like China wholesale hats. <laughs> as soon as I saw that. <laughs> okay. Wow. This, this, this is sort of out of left field and, but just, you know, did you ever sell marijuana growing up? Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Cause I did too. And I just like, I could spot a fellow hustler, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I, I was okay, like, there's no way this our, guy. I think for a lot of our viewers, the fact that they definitely just found out that John sold weed growing up. Yeah, <laughs> man. Grade seven. Nobody would have thought marijuana. that like myself yeah. included, by the way. So everybody else, was, everybody else that was seven, blindsided eight. by John saying, I can spot a fellow hustler is uh, like <laughs> going the club. I never saw that coming. That's insane. Oh, oh, I saw I that coming that. for sure. No, I love that. No, good call. Am I I guess. Wait, yeah, Cam, can you just tell us quickly these collision centers? Because I don't want to gloss over that. How many millions of dollars did these places do in a year? Oh, I didn't know that at the time. That that was something that I slowly clued in. Can you imagine a 13-year-old like, hey yo, how many millions do you run in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um he has two now. He has one in Peterborough and one in Markham. Um, and he I would probably say he does around 40, 40 between the two. 40 million uh yeah like 40 maybe 20, <laughs> 25 to 40 that's, yeah. that's insane man yeah uh so that's great um so hmm. yeah I, I can keep going here quickly on on that void because of the business the business thing i saw that that kind of woke me up to what business was and then when i started to look into it it checked off all of those boxes of the voids i had because you were your own boss. So meaning you were the person that was going to tell yourself what to do. You had that freedom in essence, obviously, you know, the business can control you if you don't do a good job, but the essence of a business called me. And then from that point on, I was, I was, uh, I don't think I ever had a doubt in my mind that I was going to go down business route. It was just, what was I going to do and when? Wow. Yeah, you can tell you're, you know, I mean, have you always been so well-spoken? Like I, I sat there for a minute and just, <laughs> and just listened to what you were saying. And I didn't hear you a single, um, it was just a string of sentences <laughs> and like, that just never happens. Like I, I, when I listen to these podcasts, I'm like, damn it, man. Like I, I'm not like, I'm not as well-spoken. Like, were you always that well-spoken or do you think a lot of that was, that came from you having to hustle door to door? So, doing you know short short sales cycles yeah i mean that couldn't have been a better timed question because going back to the voids i actually had hearing problems when i was growing up Brother. and like i i needed to get um i forgot what they're called like your tubes removed or whatever in your ears because i couldn't like i had a, a speech impediment when i was younger and wow so you had to compensate me, hey sorry did you have to compensate them like by just being really well -spoken? not now not now because again like i'm grateful my, my mom put me in in speech school or like a mm -hmm. speech uh whatever when i was younger that's amazing but I, I and my mom will tell you like i saw this story because now that i've understood this my mom told me this story we were at um we were at a restaurant and there was this like older like a teenager like talking to his family very loudly and I overheard him and, I, and he was being well-spoken, I suppose. And, my, and I, I talked to my mom. I'm like, mom, like, I want to be able to talk like him one day. I want to be able to talk as good as him one day. And that just signaled that like now looking back at that, like that was clearly a void that I saw. 
And I've just wanted to work on that. And part of that was not, not caring about what others thought about me, which I think, again, was one of those early wins that I had about mindset. Like I used to, again, I don't even know if I'd have any video collection. I don't even have Snapchat anymore, but I would go on Snapchat almost daily and do these like skits and talk face to camera at just almost as like getting on the camera, but also I was trying to do this workout thing. That's a whole other thing, but I wouldn't, I was relentless at not caring about putting my face on camera and talking because I wanted to, I wanted to build that skill early on. And that led me to like, again, I have YouTube channel. Like I have zero fear now of going up, talking, doing public speaking. I actually love public speaking now a lot. Um, and I, and I think if you go back to that, it's because of that void that I had early on. Wow. So what led you to start this, this business here? So you're making all these, what void was this business maybe perhaps (laughs) spawned from? Yeah. Yeah. So again, like to finish off the health, the health journey that I've gone through, um, like I mentioned about the light when I was going through with the aura ring and testing all these things and, and reading, uh, you know, Matthew Walker's book and, uh, Steve, I'm going to mess his name up. It's called sleep smarter. Mm -hmm. And so I read his book. I read Matthew Walker's book. I listened to some things by a guy named Ben Greenfield. I went through a lot of different people's material on sleep. And one core thing always came back to light. And then from there, I started to learn about not only the benefits of light and why it's so important at night and in the morning and how sensitive we are, but then that started to get me into these red light devices. Cause we, I'm not, I haven't invented red light and I haven't invented these devices. There's a, there's a, our main competitor is called Juve. Feel free to go look them up. They have an amazing brand. They're, um, they're been around for six or seven years now, but that opened my mind up to be like, wow, light actually is this bigger, this bigger solution. Because when you look at light, the first thing you can see is the sleep, but the thing you don't see is the strains within light. So blue light's the one we know about. And the way people have monetized off of blue light is blue light blocking glasses. I have a pair right here. I'm not going to wear it because like when you wear it, you can't even see my eyes because they're mm-hmm. so reflective. But blue light blocking glasses has been a huge boom because blue light out of all the strains of light have be- has become such a villain to the entrepreneur, the internet marketer, so on, right? Just to, just to touch on this, Cam, and this isn't to interrupt you, it's to add yeah. to what you're saying. Yeah. <clears throat> blue light is something that your retina is actually quite unfamiliar with, with processing. And if you look at the impact it has on like the whole anatomy of your eye, it can actually be perceived very differently. And, and to be honest with you, we don't even know what the impacts are of it yet. Long-term we are the first generation. Yeah. We don't know. Like we can see that you can fry your eyes with like very extreme examples. Nobody like only a small percentage of the population uses technology to like ruin your eyes, but there's likely like anything long-term impacts of using it over the course of your life. So Mm. Uh, blue light, just to, just to separate this for the average person that, you know, was like, Hey, what's blue light? What's red light? Blue light's just like this artificially generated light from like led, like the, the background lighting of your computer that Any your technology. eyes, 
yeah, we're not evolved to, to, to absorb this light. It's all artificial. You know, it's like, mm. it's like the, it's the same thing as like eating craft singles, you know, like it's obviously different than, no, <laughs> than eating, you listen, know, ball. Okay, listen, <laughs> no, 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 listen, ever. no, 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 don't even try, dude. Uh, <laughs> we're not, we're not going to talk about this man's diet now, but, uh, but like, it's definitely different than like eating like, you know, some nice Balderson five years, five year age cheese, you know? So it's just, it's, it, you know, in people that are vision scientists, listen to this, if there are any, I apologize because I definitely didn't explain that as well as I could, but there is a differentiation there. hundred percent. For sure. For <laughs> sure. So what's the opposite of blue light? Yes. So that's natural. red light. Red light. Red light. Tell and us is about red us. light natural light? What, what is that? Like, how do you, Tell well, us about, how do you yeah. differentiate that? Yeah. I mean, like in the, in it, in essence, right. There's nothing that can truly replicate what the sun is because the sun the sun is the sun is a natural element yeah um but what you can do is look at the effects and the characteristics of of the different visible not even visible the different spectrum of light like there's multiple let me just break down light quick light is radiation right yeah what is light yeah <laughs> so light is radiation is water yeah. wet let's start there i was that's <laughs> what i came to my mind too no. is, is 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 light bright <laughs> yeah 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 honestly um so light is radiation that is uh i guess tr that travels as a wave so it literally travels as a wave and it comes in different frequencies known as wavelengths and there's the spectrum of light, then there's the visible spectrum of light. So the visible spectrum of light is what we know and we see. And then the spectrum of light is things like near infrared. So uh, you actually can't see near infrared when you turn it on on a device or if it's, if it's you know, coming out of my, my aura ring or whatever. Then you have gamma rays, which is actually a form of light, not like nuclear radiation. Uh, it is a form of light on the on the spectrum. So it's radiation that travels as a wavelength. And then the shorter it is, the more powerful it is, the more energy it holds, the longer it is, the deeper it can actually penetrate. So all of the different uh, spectrums of all the different wavelengths on the spectrum has different characteristics. The blue light is on the shorter end. So it has much more energy, which in essence is why our body can't handle as much of it because of how powerful or how much energy is being asserted when we absorb it. On the other hand, you have the red, which is on the visible light spectrum. And then just outside of that, you have infrared, you have far, medium, and then uh, near. Near infrared and red are actually the longer kind, and they can penetrate different levels into our body. So red and near infrared are pretty much the only two wavelengths that we know of right now that give just the right amount of energy that doesn't harm our body, but actually does positive impact and creates, gives us enough energy and doesn't over energize anything to ultimately cause burning, like something, um, something like gamma rays might Microwaves. or on the on the flip side, microwaves. So, those, so those this is how they can have uh, infrared saunas that Correct. heat you up, but don't burn you. Yeah. So that actually is utilizing far, far infrared technology. So microwaves that causes cancer. And what is cancer? It's an overpopulation of cells. Like because microwaves is on the side of red and, and near infrared. So that's getting longer and it's penetrating deeper and causing more energy to us. Where gamma rays, if, if you had too much radiation, it actually burns your skin because it's not 
actually penetrating you. It's just hitting the, the outside of your skin. So that's kind of the, the realm. And to go back on red and near infrared, those two, again, are the only ones that we know of right now. There could be more, but those are the ones we know right now that can give us just enough energy and actually be beneficial. So break it down like this. Red can penetrate into the skin and hair. So it can upregulate collagen production, and then it can actually reproduce skin, uh, uh, hair cells and strengthen hair cells. So those are what red light does. On the wait, also, wait, so you're telling me red light makes my skin better and it can make my hair grow? 100%, yeah. That's insane. Yes. And the other side that red does, and this is something that I've actually been tossing up in my own head. Red also promotes sleep. Okay, so right now, if, if Amr or myself were to turn off all the other light in our place, our body would then be signaled to start winding it down because this looks like to our body what a sunset would look like. Oh, right. And it, the, so here's the thing I'm trying to question myself and I still don't know. Is it that red light actually promotes melatonin or is it the absence of blue light? So that's what I'm still trying to figure oh. out. I don't actually know that for sure. But all I know is using red light in replace of blue light actually creates your body to uh, upregulate melatonin production and start uh, cutting off serotonin and cortisol, which so, are the stressors. <clears throat> question from a, yeah. you know your average idiot over here. So <laughs> It, blue light definitely like keeps you awake, right? Because like 100%. I notice, like if like if I don't have at least one hour before bed of just no, yes. like like 100%. at least at Which least technology should. minimum. Yeah, like at least technology. Like I still have like a lamp that I turn on For to sure. read or whatever, right? But yep. if I, but if I you know even if I check my phone or even just you know have my computer open sleep is just ruined for the night. Like 100%. I have to have that one hour, right? So is, is that proven that blue light an hour? That's proven no. through my, like through using my aura ring, I can show you here's one result. Here's another, like when I have my, what's the threshold? Is it an hour or, you know, cause I find an hour is a sweet spot. Like I go to bed at nine. If I have no technology, you know, uh, after eight, I'm good to go basically. Yeah. Like I would say, I would say an hour's like the minimum. Um, oh, interesting. I've, I've actually gone to the length of two hours and two hours is, is real. Although two hours can get difficult. That's where the discipline kind of comes in. Yeah, totally. Two hours easier because you have like, you know, you can read, you can do meditation, you can do wind down, go take a shower and whatnot. But the two hour point is more difficult, especially for the entrepreneur, someone who is a busybody. Like, so, but I have found that the two hour threshold is actually, there's still benefit to going further. Now, like an average light, like, like in, you know, in my office or just whatever, is that yep. blue light? Yeah. Well, sorry, not, not all light. Um, from what I can see through the camera, it's a less, it, it's a warm, it's a warm white. It's not a cool white. So the cool, the, the cooler it is, the brighter and, and more like white it is, the more blue it's going to have. So there is like Tuscan light bulbs and very like yellow and more mellow lighting that you can buy that will be better for you but i actually have like that in my my entire place except for like are these the philip the right philip now. hughes or is that what the, you have the philip hughes like those I, ones you can I change just, i just have like i um i actually just have a supplier uh of light bulbs that are um leds they change all colors that's so cool so 
So like I can, I can change it to any color. How, sorry, how do, um, if you don't, I mean, again, getting the weeds, uh, how do I get myself on my hands on some of those? Uh, I mean, quickest way to do it is through like Amazon. I wish I could say where you could buy it off our site yet. We're going to be supplying them, but just Amazon's good. Let's just search up LED light bulb with remote and uh, you'll be able to get some. Oh, okay. Yeah. But we will be supplying them on above club. Just a quick plug. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Yeah. So tell um, me so more about these, the, the benefits. So you're talking about uh, yeah. skin, hair, yeah. energy. It can also help you fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so red light again, like promotes sleep. Uh, it also promotes like a healthy circadian rhythm. So it keeps your circadian rhythm on point. Um, Cause again, if you are doing things during the day or sorry, during night, once the sun has set, right. And, and right before you go to bed and you aren't in the absence of blue light, your body will stay awake. So by being submerged in red light, it's letting your body go into that wind down mode. Um, even still like any technology isn't that good because of even EMFs, EMFs can still spike you. That's a whole other story. When you say red light, like you, you mean just like the, literally just the color red. Yeah. And like, so here's the difference. Um, red light, the color, the light bulb that you're seeing what I'm in right now, that's doing it. That's doing the sleep part. So just by having all of my bulbs red and having the absence of any other color that's promoting. Relaxation. Can you still read in, in the light that you're in right now? Sorry. Could you still read in the light that you're in? Oh, hundred percent. I do like that. When I read, like I will read in this light. Nice. Okay. Sweet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, um, man. So I'm just like getting hyped to like get this is a game changer. This is insane. This is actually insane. Why aren't people talking about this? Dude, thank you. And that's why Above Club was created. (laughs) So I, uh, not going to lie, highly skeptical, but I spent the last 10, 15 minutes just doing like some academic research in the background. Love it. Uh, (laughs) Didn't even know, didn't even know what red light was until you came on the podcast. And the last 15 minutes I've, I've essentially proved myself wrong but i'll just show you kind of what i pulled up here the master student i pulled academics up, with austin I pulled bring us up, back <laughs> yeah so it i can't i mean me. this is just mind-blowing that this is not like i get you know this is one of those moments where, like why did we not learn this in school <laughs> yeah this is <laughs> like, so I was, this could have been this literally could have been like a one hour just one time hey guys red light like that's it doesn't even <laughs> need to be like a whole course you know like, like yeah. just, yeah. just yeah. you know what i mean like, Dude, like and that man like, like yeah. when i say like light is the forgotten optimizer like um yeah, that's yeah. it like nobody right. talks about it sorry austin you're gonna go ahead yeah sorry yeah Let's hear this, man. um so i i guess i was just i was skeptical because i didn't know you know what what what's the huge difference between red light and and purple light totally. and green light and blue light sure. and white light and whatever and why is it so healthy and i it reminds me now if i'm reading this research there's a couple things um it's been shown statistically significant differences for astronauts being able to actually grow uh, or complete photosynthesis yep. in outer space yeah which is just man like it, it there's some scientific background to that that i can't really yep. explain obviously nasa's up in that, that right <laughs> but the most important thing is i just found a paper out of the uk uh that essentially has linked red light treatment to um axotonomy of neurodegeneration which not only like this is the reason I bring this up. Austin, Pam, could you this, put that in like? Yeah. So this is the reason I bring this up is because you said you're not sure if it's red light or the absence of blue light. Mm-hmm. Well, 
the stat that I just gave about neurodegenerative, like I said, oh, the thing about blue light is we don't know what the long-term effects of that are. And assuming that it's neurodegenerative or something would happen like regarding neurodegeneration, let's say blue light impacts sleep, which of course we know leads to neurodegeneration if you don't have good sleep, or let's even assume that we can go so far to say blue light possibly well, hold on. let's not even assume impact. anything what is neuro <laughs> did it, well it's <laughs> like, just like neurodegenerative <laughs> or neurocognitive disorders no, like, what is just... that dude i i i don't i don't have a master's <laughs> okay. degree brother degenerating okay, i dropped out degenerating <laughs> neural structure of you of you so your brain but anyway like the king okay so i just wanted to know cam like i had a question for you because it's saying now that you know obviously red light but specifically like red light of about 670 nanometers which to break this yes. down you're looking at like in your eye, you have rods and cones, mm-hmm. like cones are, are what perceive light rods are what perceived monochromatic, just like actual, actual like brightness. So for example, mm-hmm. if I have only rods and no cones, I'm colorblind. Mm-hmm. And if I have cones, there's three different types of cones. There's, there's short wavelength, medium wavelength, and long wavelength. Short wavelength perceives blue light, medium wavelength perceives green light, and long wavelength perceives red light. And I actually learned this. I, I just so happened to take a, a vision science class in university. That's insane. Interesting. Um, but <laughs> I'm like, this is I good just, stuff. I don't no, know. I this. just wanted to know, like, <laughs> you know, whether or not long, like, I, I think I remember learning that long wavelength cones are, are more populated in your, in your, um, in your retina than short wavelength cones. I would have to look that up, which, which would mean that you would be more, per, um, you would be more, uh, you're better built to red light. To receive yes. more yeah. red light. Yeah. But, uh, you, Cameron, you were also saying that it's not even just your eyes that take yeah, the light not, in, but actually just your skin. Yeah. So that's what I was just going to touch on. Like for me, right. the, the eye part, because of our, and I can dive into this because of our demo, um, eye health, although red light is actually, uh, able to help certain eye ailments i haven't looked into that because that's not a top benefit for our ter- current demo mm-hmm. but with that being said to john's point like our skin our entire body absorbs light so it, i first of all i at the end of the day i won't be able to answer that question with the eyes i haven't done my research on on eye health and red light but for yeah like it's not just about your eyes like you could have no uh no cones but still red light would be just as effective to you. So are you just like sitting there reading naked every night, just trying to get as much of that? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I've been there for sure. Uh, so actually to dive <laughs> onto like more of a taboo use case, is it actually spikes and uh, promotes testosterone levels. And so red, just, that, was red next, light. that was the next thing I was going to say is that red light having sex with the lady, you know, what's up? Yeah. Well, I mean that, but you use red light prior. So you would actually use the, the device Amir would have, to pretty much blast your balls with red light. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what, man. You sold me. I'm already good. I'm gonna buy <laughs> one tonight. <laughs> I'm already good to go. Yeah, Just and there's red actually light. been studies that it spikes it between a hundred to three hundred percent, depending on your current testosterone levels. Dude. Wow, this, is <laughs> this is this is almost something you could sell on like a banner ad on a porn website dude, <laughs> dude that's a good like, idea yeah that's a whole dude. market no but hold on but like actually be legit though like not be like some like you know like yeah yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. so uh, hold on, so yeah. sorry um what's the difference oh, sorry, between just like red light 
Sorry, okay. just to break this down, it comes right back to like, like statistically, or, or I guess health, if, if you're saying that red light increases mitochondria activity, then it doesn't matter if you're blasting it at your eyeballs, your nose or your balls, it's, it's going to increase your cell function. doesn't matter. Right. Correct. But, but it depends where it is because it's only going to affect that mitochondria. Yeah. Yeah. In a, a specific region. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But like, so, it, yeah, sorry, go ahead, John. Well, what's the difference between like the, the red light of like your lamp that you've just clicked the button, it's red yeah. and the red light, um, you know, that, that you're selling to AM or whatever. Yeah. Cause it seems like there's a, you know, a massive price difference between the two. Like what's oh, the, sure. yeah. What's the, what's like the extra value you're yeah. getting out of one of your units yeah. versus just me going out and buying like, you know, a $30 bulb. Totally. And so there's reason to buy both of them. Hence why we're selling all of them. Um, oh, that's we're awesome. going to be, we're going to be selling the bulbs, but we're also going to be selling machines that again, start at one ninety nine and go all the way up to believe it or not, you know, $5,400. Um, I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> so the difference is in the big differences is the concentration of the light. Oh, so you take this one single bulb and even put it right up to your body. And you're going to a have to have it sitting there for an hour. If it even does anything. Because that that red light, I, you would have to test it. I've never tested it. First of all, you'd have to test it if it's on what uh, Austin said at 650 nanometers. Yeah. So it has to be a specific wavelength. The, the article said 670. I'm not sure if that's what. So yeah, said, like red know. light yeah. ranges in yes, between. Yes. Yeah. There's a range. Yeah. But 650, 650 is typically like the, that key level for red, and then near infrared ranges a little bit more. Um, but it, it ranges from like the 700s to the thousands, but the um, near infrared, you're looking at about like the 850 to 870 range. And so the, the big difference is the, the, the precision of the wavelength. And then the other part of it is the amount of light that you're being given, your body's being given at a single point in time. So the 199 unit, has six red LEDs and six near infrared. The 5,400 device has, uh, what is it, 450 Whoa. red and 450 near infrared. So it's a so, meteor shower of light. So you are getting absolutely lit up with our, with our Apollo 9 is what it's called uh, versus our Apollo Move, which would be very good for maybe one small area but it's not going to, you will be sitting there for four hours doing your entire body with an Apollo move versus if you're using an Apollo, even three, which has 300 LEDs, you're actually going to be able to get a full body uh, dose. So did you engineer this or did you buy, are you, are you like, no, so there's been, this? there's been devices out there. Like I said, Juve is the market leader. Look yeah. them up. You will never pay what they ask for. They're asking, we are like above average on the market. They are almost uh, 50% more than us. And we're at a good price. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, you know, our top line product, just for contrast, our top line, 5,400, their top line for the exact same amount of LEDs, arguably the same amount of, uh, uh, um, power is 8,500. Wow. So is it just a branding play on their part? Like, like you, a little bit, a little bit, they, they have a few, a few, functions that are more benefits not actually power levels there is another company called platinum led that has been able to sh um, prove their irradiance which means the output at a certain um 
distance from the LEDs to be more powerful, but from a power level, which is really the thing that uh, drives most, most benefits, Juve and us are pretty much neck and neck. Wow. So they are a lot of branding. They do have a few features, but a lot of it is their branding. They've been the pioneer. They've been in the market the longest. They easily have the biggest market share. Yeah. So from their point, yes, it is a branding play. Um, but uh, did you build these machines just to end, to echo Austin's question? Because I'm really curious. Oh, yeah. So us, we haven't built them. We are working with a manufacturer that does build them all. Um, but our plan is because we couldn't, you know, we started this company pretty much with, I don't know, $6,000 that we're about mm. to launch on 6K. Um, we're working with a supplier to make them like ready to ship. But our plan is to then create innovation. We actually have a list of stuff that's not on the market right now to innovate it. Um, so we will ultimately design everything ourselves wow. along with product accessories, enhancers for the, for the device. But right now, the supplier manufactures and creates them. And we're just the marketing and the branding as of now. And you probably don't want investments to give up equity or anything at this stage, right? Because that, that's kind of why you're trying to like enter the market first or what do you um i mean we we're looking for funding right now actually but we aren't looking for i mean i'm not i wouldn't say we're close to equity deals but um we pretty much are going to be able to secure about forty thousand dollars on like a seven percent loan seven point two percent loan so okay that's our first step and then depending on how that money goes with our partnership program we'll see if we want to actually continue to, to inject more money. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm looking up Juve, their, their, uh, their system, which looks like it's maybe about like 20 square feet. Like it's a pretty, it's like the size of a door almost. Wow. So ours uh, is from a, from a length and, um, height standpoint, ours is pretty much exactly the same. Okay. Yeah. Cause theirs is nine K us. Yes. Oh my God. That's their top piece. Yeah. 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 Where do you even put that in your house? On a door, apparently. <laughs> On a door or a mobile stand. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listeners. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of The Weekly Call. We just have a quick yet very important message for all of you. The three of us are currently actively in pursuit to find young, ambitious, and like-minded people that are interested in business management and business ownership roles. Roles that three to five years ago put Austin, Ammer, and John in a place where they could learn, grow, and optimize their discipline and habits. These positions are available all across Canada. So it doesn't matter if you're in Victoria, British Columbia or St. John's, Newfoundland. There is an opportunity where you are located. If you're interested in working directly with Amher, Austin and John and learning what it takes to run an efficient and scalable business, please drop us a line at theweeklycallpod at gmail.com, all one word for more information. Now back to this episode of The Weekly Call. Yeah, that's incredible, man. So tell us about, yeah, go ahead, John, John, John. Well, I, yeah, I was gonna say, so like something that I'm actually gonna splurge on uh, this fall, or I had planned on just by pure chance, yeah. but now you're the guy who can maybe help me make this purchase. I really wanna get an infrared sauna. Mm, interesting. And what was the main the main thing that wanted you to pull trigger on that? Literally just people that I um, look up to have spoken highly of it, and that nice. is merely it. And I, and I really want a sauna, but like I live in a condo, which- right you can buy like a two person yeah. infrared sauna yeah. and in you know, it's, it's not moisture. Right. Yeah. I, I didn't want to bring in like a, you know, like yeah. A dry, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a condo, it's a little suspect. Like maybe if I had a house, but yeah. But uh, so what, what is infrared saunas? Like this is, this is all the same kind of game. 
No, so infrared saunas, like I mentioned earlier, um, they use something called far infrared that actually causes and generates heat. Like it's, it will cause that's, it's used because it causes heat in saunas, right? Um, So it uses different, it's used for a different reason. The near infrared is used to actually penetrate the skin and provide energy. The far infrared actually causes heat. So you're buying a, a near or sorry, a far infrared sauna to actually go and create heat through infrared technology where LED light devices use near infrared to actually energize the body. So there is a, so, pretty it's, big, so it's not the same thing. No, like there is very distinct differences between the two. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I, I could actually help you um, source one unless you have one. Or have I, you, I don't so, have not sourced one yet. Yeah, so I, I could help you after about sourcing them. That's actually one of the areas that we might look into getting into down the road, but I'm more than happy to. Well, especially them. like if you think about it, like especially in a COVID world and especially in places like downtown Toronto, 100%. where you can get a one person or a two person infrared sauna in a yeah. condo, Yeah. right? Because especially in a COVID world where you're not going to, you know, necessarily be able to go down to the YMCA and go into a, you know, a, a dry sauna, right? For sure. Yeah, but on that same note, John, same this COVID world where people are not leaving the house a lot, they're doing a lot of Zoom meetings, they're not being exposed to the sun, and this like red light stuff that you're totally. talking about. No, it seems like it all goes. I mean, it's all in the you know general <laughs> so health insane. and wellness yeah. area, right? Yeah, yeah, I know, but this is this is amazing. So our viewers right now are listening, and they're like, "Goodness gracious, this is incredible." Well, <laughs> we're doing a a giveaway. So, amazing. Cameron. Tell us about, you know, how you're sponsoring this episode, why you're sponsoring it, and what is the giveaway? People are dying to know. I would love if at the start of the episode, we could also repeat this because we're pretty deep. 100%. Yeah, I will intro it for sure. We'll include it at different places. Sweet. sweet. But I'm really excited to be able to present this to everybody on the podcast because being a Student Works uh, guy myself in the past, I know that you guys are looking to hustle. You're looking to beat the competition, looking to beat those old painters out there looking to get some uh, sleep too though while we're hustling yeah yeah Yeah. and man this is your unfair advantage and we're actually giving away three devices on launch day so i believe you guys will be hearing this the day after we've started but on november 22nd we are launching our giveaway that will run until november 27th so you still got lots of time to enter you're going to go to join.aboveclub.co and you will be given a landing page that gives us information on you know, what we're about, the devices you can win, which is going to be an Apollo 1, our flagship model, and Apollo S, the one that Amir has. Oh, so good. Apollo Move, which is our portable rechargeable device that has 12 LEDs. And on top of that, you will also be notified when our website launches. And you'll be getting some info from me after you sign up on Red Light, what it is all through your inbox on email. So check that out, guys. It's join.aboveclub.co. And I uh, really look forward to seeing you guys inside the club. Tell us the value of each of these devices, because I don't think people understand like, yeah. you know, what they're winning here. Like this is yeah. not like 50 bucks or like a sure. gift card to Starbucks. This Don't. is like pretty intense. <laughs> so if you so if you haven't found value in what red and near infrared light is so far in the episode, each monetary value, Apollo 1, is worth $700 US. Apollo S is worth $400 US. And the Apollo Move is worth $200 US. And so 
we're looking at about, I believe it comes out to $2,100 worth of value on the giveaway. Again, completely free. All you got to do is sign up and start getting emails from ourself and you get to know when the launch is. So really exciting. It's a great way to jump into Red Light and learn about it. And this is the best part, especially because you guys are all super connected. On the back end, I don't, I'm not supposed to say this, but on the back end, there's a referral program. Mm. And so once you put your email in, you'll be redirected to a page where you can actually refer up to 25 people, sorry, up to 50 people. If you hit 50 people referred, you get a free Apollo move. If you refer 25 people, you get two LED lights that can actually change your place into red. And then five, you get five more entries. 10, you get 20 more entries. So make sure to get in there, refer people, be the first person in the student works to go ahead and refer people and get that uh, flywheel spinning. That is, mm. that is insane. And yeah. this is not, I don't want to get too complicated with this, but these machines don't just do red light. They also do, right. they have another mode. Can you speak on what that other mode yeah. is? And yeah. why it might be more beneficial than red light. Yes, yes. And for any entrepreneur listening, like unless you're um, really concerned about your hair and skin, you're most likely going to be more interested in infrared. So although those are good and I use the red light for many things, especially sleep, near infrared for entrepreneurs is where the money's at. Here's why. Near infrared is longer wavelengths, meaning it can penetrate deeper. Near infrared can actually cross the skull into the brain. It can actually get into most organs and it can get right down into your bone on any area of your body. So what that means is it can actually energize the cells in your bones, your muscles and your organs. And there's actually proven science across multiple different studies that it improves your learning. It improves your decision-making. It improves your muscle recovery. There's so many benefits for infrared. There's so many benefits from infrared. And the best part is you only have to use it for 10 to 15 minutes a day to energize your brain, to get better recovery for your workouts, whatever you're looking to do, like infrared from a, from a execution standpoint, from an optimization standpoint is really where the money's at. So that's, that's what I really, you know, gravitate towards when I do red light sessions is I'm always making sure that I'm getting the infrared and I'm always making sure that I have the light shone on my head. So it's getting into my brain, getting into the prefrontal cortex and actually driving a better blood circulation. Now, are these <clears> basically <throat> just lamps that you would put on a desk or? Amir, can you grab yours? Yeah, let me, sh let me show you what this looks like. Yeah, we, so we can have I've a actually, photo or a clip of this. Yeah, here well, on, yeah on for Instagram. sure, for sure. Um, well, what, we'll, guys, what we'll end up doing as well is we'll take that clip of you announcing the contest and we'll amazing. put that as a separate post on Instagram so people amazing. can- yeah, yeah. I, I kind of time tracked where that was in the okay, podcast. Okay, cool. So two things. Um, one, you guys can all look at what the devices look like on um, on above the Above Club Instagram. So that is already up and running. We have a bunch of content. You'll be able to see them. Amir is going to show you. But they, they again, like you can put them on your door. You can, depending on the, the size of it, you hold it like the, a move. You just put it in your hand. You can put it on a desk. We're going to be coming out really shortly after we launch. We're going to be coming out with custom boot fittings. So it slide, the units will actually slide into a boot so you can have it anywhere. You can have it sitting like anywhere in your room. The cool thing about this is Apollo S that you're seeing. For anyone that can't see, uh, go check out the Instagram. 
but they actually have feet on the bottom. So it can go on like any flat surface. The problem with not the problem, but you know, the caveat with our Apollo series, which are Apollo one through nine is they don't have feet because they're typically meant to be on a mobile stand or hanging on the back of a door. So we're actually coming out with a custom boot that you can slide it in. And so you can have it on any, like pretty much anywhere. And then we're also going to be coming out with a horizontal stand that you can actually connect it and hover it over top of your bed. So you'll literally just lay naked on your bed, however comfortable you want to be and just turn it on and just do a 20 minute session. So wow. um, from a mobile standpoint, we're making, we're trying to make it as easy as possible uh, to actually have anywhere in your house. So this one would be more of like a, like a lamp that you could put on a desk or a Correct. table or something like that. Although and how much does, does this one retail for? Uh, that's 379. Totally reasonable too. Okay. Yeah. hundred percent. And so the cool thing is about these five-year warranty, 50,000 hours of light time. So you, you're oh. never going to run out. Like you can have this thing running at all times. It will not run out. Um, but the cool thing about this one is it flip, it has two switches. So you can turn on red and near infrared both at the same time or separately, depending on what you're looking for. And that's where you said there's 300 bulbs of each or whatever it was in a certain model. Yeah. So each unit is split down the middle with near infrared and red. And so this is a 60 unit. So this has 30 and 30. So the way that's I've been using cool. it, so just to explain how I've been using this, John and Austin, whenever I felt cloudy the last week where like my brain wasn't as creative as I wanted to, I just wanted to lay down or just like watch some YouTube videos. Like my brain was in that state. I would just go sit down. I would turn on the near infrared and I would meditate for 10 minutes right in front of it. And then I would turn it off and I would have like this new energy as if I like took a nap. Well, this, this seems to go just hand in hand with the meditation community. Cause you know, I'm someone yes, who yes. right first thing in the morning, I'm meditating right before 100%. bed, I'm meditating. So this seems like, you know, cause a lot of times it's one of those things where it's like, Oh, when are you going to have the time to go sit down? Yeah. But like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it, it's almost like a, it's an add on. It's just, it's, yes. it's an accessory that just to yeah. optimize. You get, you guys are you already guys are doing help me out. Do, do my, uh, do my pitch. So um, like at the start of the episode, like I mentioned, we create and we were looking to build on more solutions that are simple to use, literally flip a switch on. They're easily integrated into your life. So we actually have a quiz on our website that everybody will be able to take when we launch that will tell you the best time based off of your goals and based off your work day when you could be using it. Because oh, for someone fantastic. like for someone that meditates, you should be using it when you meditate for someone that might not meditate, but has a hard day and typically works late. You should be using it to wind down and mm -hmm. do, do like a reading. If you read anytime you read, whatever time in the day it is, turn it on, have it sitting beside you and then just read beside it. So there's tons. Now, of is there downsides to having, using it for too long? Um, there hasn't been anything severe from a, an adverse effect. Like, are you just rocking red lights all the time? Well, here's the thing is that in the morning, if you're, if you're not giving yourself blue light, which again, sunlight has blue light. That's why it's good to get in the morning. Your body won't really want to wake up. So mm. red light, red light, like this kind of red light, just being lit by red light isn't 
beneficial for your body in the morning and through the day. Yeah, it's but, like a sunset. Remember, it's like uh, yeah, a sunset. yeah, yeah. So, but having red light in the morning using a device is still beneficial because it's that difference from like just copying as if this was a wind down versus using this to actually energize the body. So, and that's the the near uh, infrared. No, you're talking that's about? just using that's just using a device that has highly concentrated light at the right wavelengths to actually penetrate your body. Where like, mm. again, these lights, all it's really doing is replicating something like a, a, a sunset. But oh, okay. just to wrap that point up, 20 minutes is, is, is what the industry recommends. No more at one time. Um, again, I haven't seen too many studies say if you go over, it's bad. But the one safety concern is near infrared isn't good directly on your eyes, but red light is okay. That's the only real main safety concern. You shouldn't be staring at the at the device. Yeah, it comes with goggles. It comes with goggles. So when you do it, you have, you'll have goggles on if you're using near infrared. Just now, to uh, uh, just to chime just, in here. Sorry, go. May, may, yeah, finish off, John. It's a really quick question, actually, just because yeah. you know, this is the fr the frugal John and me. Um, <laughs> what's the electricity cost on this compared to a normal light bulb? Just you know. Yeah, so it's definitely it's definitely a higher wattage, um, but they are it is a more it is a more efficient version than most out on the market. Um, but because you're using it in such small quantities, like twenty minutes at a time, kind of yeah, thing. yeah. If that, like, you could even be doing ten minutes, <laughs> um, you really won't see a spike. I personally haven't seen a spike uh, while using it here at my place. So, okay, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. So just a bit of a disclaimer here. I've been sitting here for the past 10, 15 minutes, not talking, just researching and, and trying to find a, a pitfall or a loophole in this. And I, I've been unsuccessful, unsuccessful. And I'm not doing this because I'm trying to prove you wrong, Cam. I'm just no, actually man. trying to I'm do some research. That. Yeah, I'm about that. So I'm just going to read some stuff that I found. And by the way, guys, this isn't like uh, I'm doing a Google search here. Like I'm, I'm logging into like my graduate student university oh, portfolio yeah. and like actually oh, yeah. doing some like peer-reviewed yeah. academic studies all of this like i'm going to read the like what country this these studies are out of and and who the authors are who have enough accreditations at the end of their name to resemble alphabet soup um so so one about red light and then another one about infrared light <clears throat> um the results demonstrate the ability of 670 nanometer light to partially prevent uh, dendropathy of the mouse retina, suggesting it is worth exploring as a treatment option for dendropathy associated neurodegenerative diseases, including glaucoma and Alzheimer's. Yes. Uh, that's, that's crazy. A that's a paper yeah. from the UK published in 2016. That's out of, crazy. Out of Cardiff. Mm -hmm. Alzheimer's is a big one that, uh, yeah. that red light's been known to help. And yeah. So another big Is there one, any research on blue light causing some of those diseases? Um, no, surprising. Well, actually, let me, I'll, I'll I guess it's kind of a recent, I guess it's I'll kind of a recent like thing for people to be minutes. staring at blue for light sure, all day, right? Be. Like that's yeah. a recent trend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then another paper paper out of Switzerland, uh, which was published in 2014. So this actually isn't that new, surprisingly enough, no. right? Cam, no. like this isn't like, you know, no, I have a, I have a database, uh, a Google sheet, which I'm happy to share. Yeah. Paper. I think it's, just nearing 5,000 studies from across the world on all the different 
Yeah, uh, no, I can see it. Like when I'm searching, it's just like I was thinking maybe gonna get like 25 results. Like no, there's yeah. like hundreds of pages. Some backdoor university. That's the yeah, crazy yeah. Thing. yeah. That's the crazy thing is it's not like it's a new tech and nobody's talking about it. This is something that is proven. Yeah, it's really strange because like I'm trying to figure. It's one of those things where you're like, oh, I haven't heard of it, and it sounds kind of quirky, so it's probably placebo. Yeah, and you're like well okay and i'm somebody that like <laughs> i i really know i mean i i'm i make subjective decisions like anybody else For sure. but i i at least can hopefully see when i'm trying to be like that guy that's trying to be right and yeah. then the guy that's like actually trying to call himself up for it so yeah. I think like most people hearing this episode, they might think like, oh, well, that might work for somebody else, but probably not me. Mm. I might not be able to sit in front of it and get it, get, get the light absorbed. And it mm. probably won't work for me because I have real problems <laughs> type yeah. of shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like I have real problems, so this won't work for me. And I'm just trying to find some stuff where there's papers published that show null results. I found one paper that published a null result, which was unsuccessfully linking red light therapy to postpartum depression reduction. Mm. but uh that's about it so essentially it's red light niche is, though right yeah <laughs> i was gonna i was just about to say red light has been proven to be ineffective for treating postpartum depression but yeah uh, yeah so that yeah <laughs> so you can't claim I've, that in, cam in, unfortunately that like the in this in the five thousand um uh studies that i have in a google yeah. sheet there they show what ones have come out like not as effective and the yeah. one common theme that i found across that's a lot great of the that you ones have that, the you have the null effects too that's great for sure uh, so the one thing that I found across a lot of the ones that didn't come out positive is a they were trying to make a real stretch on the study itself, mm. or b the way they were trying to set up the study, you could just see a lot of clear flaws. Um, and hence, like, there'll be three different articles or, or studies on the same kind of, like, result that they're trying to get and one of them might be red and the other two might be green you read the red one to see like okay what's going on here a lot of the time it's just how they were trying to set up the study Whether some blue was, light companies <laughs> yeah no Out like here. it was either like it was either like they had it was too short of a period too little subjects like there was always something that i have come across mind you there's certain things that are a stretch for light to be able to fix um, but a lot of the time, if there's a, a negative, a negative, uh, like result, it's due to some of those key factors I just listed from my current, you know, understanding and research on this, uh, on red and near infrared. That's awesome. So man. what's the vision here? Cause I can't imagine your yeah, vision not you. being having at least one of these devices in every single house. In let me tell America. you, that's it. So, so, um, I haven't I haven't mentioned it too much, but the only time that we've really talked about it is is when Amir, you know, really talked about the company for high performers or by high performers for high performers. And the and you'll see it on our website when it launches, and you'll even see it on the landing page. Because Juve and because Platinum, the two biggest players, have d created a big mar or created a big, you know, share in the market they've gotten to the point of like very general marketing, which I still think they're not big enough to do, but they felt like they can go and mass market this. To a point, mass market light therapy will be a thing. And because everyone can benefit from this just because of how we live. But the vision right now is to help entrepreneurs and high performers twofold. One, that's me, that's my co-founders, that's my network. I see very clear benefits for us to use it obviously like you guys have displayed and from a, uh, the second standpoint 
is I want to utilize these kind of individuals, you guys included, that we are a different kind of breed and we make shit happen. And so once I've been able to develop a stronghold on this, on this segment and really bond and show like we are the leaders in the entrepreneur's health, I want to turn around and utilize the customer base that we've built to ultimately magnify this out to the rest of the market in a way that is beneficial for everyone. Like everyone should have this kind of light. And then furthermore, the above, above club brand will then be brand will be pulled out into those three pillars, simple to use, easily integrated into your life and result driven. Like we have a list of products that we are going to launch that fit that category to ultimately break the paradigm of, you know, limiting stressful products and which make it hard to have a healthy life to flipping it that it's easy to live healthy. <laughs> it's easy to live healthy and people don't understand that. It's just, we've been given this narrative that living healthy is hard. It's really not when you have the right products and services in place in the right format. Like John's mentioned, meditating, first of all, it's free. So you don't cost anything. <laughs> add, I love that. <laughs> you add red light in front of it, which that's a net net time. Okay, big on net time. You have that in front of it. You're not losing anything by going out and using something like red light. Another example is grounding or EMF protection devices. You, you aren't doing anything extra by using a grounding mat because it's on your bed or using an EMF protection because it's sitting beside your Wi-Fi router. But all of a sudden you're living healthier, you're living easier because you have that device or that service in your, in your routine. So that's it's like an accessory to, to an already successful life, right? A hundred percent. And again, like coming back to light is the forgotten optimizer. We're living at this like 70, 80% threshold because we don't have these accessories in our lives to let us get back up to where we were when our ancestors were living fully under the sun, fresh air, fresh water, you know, always touching the earth, never being like held up with electric static, not mm. being bombarded by EMFs, all this stuff that modern living has caused, which we can eliminate, but we haven't put products in our routine to do so because they aren't the things that are talked about by the big tech companies, by you know X, Y, and Z companies. They're the, they're the things that entrepreneurs that truly care about self-development, truly care about the community that are gonna talk about it. And if we can start with them and get buy-in from the entrepreneurs, they're the ones that are gonna help us make this thing worldwide, globally in every single person's home at some point or another. Insane. I love it. Yeah. I mean, th this was, I'm interested to try this out. Really. Yeah. I, uh... I mean, far exceeded, like when they told us we were having a light guy on here, I was like, eh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know, this might be like one of those like early, like moments in Joe Rogan when he had like the flashlight guy on, you know, um, <laughs> which actually, by the way, that guy ended up being super epic, right? Aubrey Marcus, right? Like I'm not, you sound like, Oh yeah. Like Aubrey Marcus is killer. Yeah, Dude, yeah, yeah. yeah, like you sound like you you kind of follow that guy, right? I mean, yeah, you know, but it's funny how you know these things that sound like completely out there, and then and here's realize, the thing. Let me follow that up. The thing, the reason why they they sound so far out there is because the narrative we've been pushed, and I won't get into this too much, but the, the, the narrative we've been told and and started to believe in for so long now is these things that typically look whack and sound whack is because we've been we've most likely been told they are whack at some point or another through some sort of medium and so all again like light like why is light just not talked about like it's 
you know, it's just one of those things you got to scratch your head on. So um, it, it's just, yeah, that's a whole other conversation, but it's interesting. To well, your it's point, mind but- blowing to me. I mean, like just to kind of piggyback that too, like the fact that meditation, I mean, we're talking about 10 minutes, you know, yeah. if you're going to do it <laughs> once a day, yeah. you know, maybe, you know, I mean, like more than 30 minutes, you know, for most people's total overkill, but you know, even just yeah. 10 minutes, we're talking about like, just a small sliver sure. of your entire life. Like we're talking, you know, one less YouTube video for you sure. Know, right. Yep. Um, and, and this being an assessor, you can attach that. It's just mind blowing how these things that are like, like if, if you don't want to go to the gym for an hour, it's like, okay, that's one thing. I mean, you know, sure. hours of commitment. I mean, yep. again, you should be doing that as well. Net time, baby. Minutes, Net time. 10 minutes, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's mind blowing how these things get neglected. Yeah, man. That's man. Our mission. It's basically, I don't know how you feel about this, but yeah. it's almost like, it's like, okay, like you're going to have like a day that's like, you know. I don't know, let's say like, uh, you know, just one X. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you eat healthy. Okay. You know, it's going to be two X, whatever, you know, you work out three X. It just seems like meditation is just another multiplier on top of that. It's almost like putting brackets and then like exponential on it. Mm-hmm. I would agree. It's, like, and I've made it's a video like to on the that power hundred percent. I've made a video. The two biggest things that have changed my life is meditating every day and learning every day. Those by far, dude, by man. far, the biggest thing that have that have multiplied my my success. Well, I was gonna notice that bookshelf in the back there. Anyway. Yeah, there we go. Actually, actually, this has been the the play recently. The Kindle. What's that? The oh, Amazon Kindle. Kindle. Yeah. Mm. Pack eight thousand books in there. Oh, there you go. Because then, Holy. yeah, I mean, you can, you, can, you don't have to buy all the physical books. You yeah, save money, and, and you don't get the blue and light. You can carry it. Yeah. There we go. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. I'm that. I'm that guy who's out here just packing these bad boys. No. I, yeah. <laughs> i love books don't get me wrong there's energy towards books but like as soon as i picked this thing up like i fell in love like this you can, yeah so you can fun. bring you can bring eight thousand books with you i can't bring eight thousand of those yeah yeah yeah, it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, so. yeah what what um just like i mean so we don't have to get too deep into it but like you know what are like a couple of books that you know you've read that you know you think okay hey yeah. you know, my guys like, really interested this is you know top this two was, books this of all time like earth like yeah what are your earthquake books yeah the top two earthquake books um like things that shook up your life where you're like oh my god i'm like almost like almost to the light almost to the point where you're like you know what i almost wish i didn't read that because now it's like i'm enlightened a little bit well so yeah the well i know for one for one's definitely power now like hands yeah, on that's totally, on my reading totally. list so i think I'm yeah good. that book power is ridiculous now. yeah um so that's the first one for sure i would have to say uh, as much as i want to give another like life one and if i were to it would be um, Transurfing Reality. Mm. That would be another one. But I, I, I would actually have to say Russell Brunson's um, .com Secrets. Mm. Is no way. Book. Yeah. And the reason I say that is that made me like 10x my mindset on marketing. And before, yeah. like, that gave me my vision on how powerful marketing can be and what the internet really can do you and what can. funnels I just, I've always just, I've always written that off as a book that was sort of like, I I never bought it because I thought it was like gimmicky, you know, like I thought it was, yeah, Yeah, Russell Brunson traffic secrets and, and my my degrees in marketing. So I was like, one of my buddies that's been on the podcast as well, Griffin, he was like, Mm. you have to, have to, have to read this. If you have a marketing degree and you don't know this shit, it's like useless. Man, it's true. Like if you don't know what's in dotcom secrets, you don't know internet marketing today. And that's what marketing is. Russell Brunson yes. makes $15,000 an hour. 
I don't doubt it. Like he, he's got it dialed in. Does he, did he invent all this stuff? No, but he created it, put it in a place. He was one of the first people to bring it up in the internet world that has, has really revolutionized what internet marketing is. He's, the, he's also an incredibly uh, talented speaker. I remember being in yes. an event, 10X yeah. Growth Conference, and he's supposedly, really yeah, supposedly he sold- um, Three million. Yeah, it was $3 million hours. in an yeah. hour. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was nuts. Yeah. So those are the, probably the two books. One on life, which is Power Now, that woke me up to like, there's what the ego is, how to actually like understand it, how to, you know, separate yourself from thoughts, like all of that stuff, that was Power Now for me. And then dotcom secret showed me, you know, what a funnel really is and why it's so powerful and how to take a customer from, you know, cold to cold to converted and like understand. Do you think that. that that's valuable for someone, you know, who's even like myself, not in the online world, but rather, you know, like even just running a painting business or yeah, running, I mean, you know, like trades business, you, you do a funnel, like a sales funnel is oh, 100%, right? So it's like just understanding that better. And how can you either tweak it if you're already I know you're one of the top guys in student work so how do you tweak that offer along the way or how do you automate it like because I know a bunch of you guys last year I don't know who and what levels you participated but a bunch of people was jumping on Facebook ads and they were getting stupid ROI on running Facebook ads that's internet marketing yeah COVID like without without Facebook ads like we were yeah that, I, I, like James said, he put $2,000 in and got $60,000 of painting work. Yeah, back. it's ridiculous. That's Whoa. what that's like, that's internet marketing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I put I put I did I finally did like my year in accounting, I put $4,000 into online advertising. Yeah. And, and just in direct sales, I had $80,000. There you go. There you go. And that's not including people who who maybe saw the website, but then, you know, clicked on something else For or sure. phoned the office or then got the flyer yeah. and then that multiplied. So yeah, it definitely has to be a part of your, your arsenal. For and sure. You brought up something, Cam, when you talked about the, the power of now and the ego and how that woke you to that concept. Yeah. We, we have, uh, and I have to read this out. We had a fan. Uh, oh. I'm going to, I'm going to shout out. We had Luke Coughlin who wrote in a short story uh, inspired by the affirmations episode that we had that I would love to read here. It's just one page. Wow. I didn't and see this. Let's, let's dive in. I want your opinion on this Cameron, John Austin. Yeah. I read this and I'm like, I'm reading this on the podcast. Did he messaged the what's Instagram the, account. What's the affirmations one? Is this the one where like, we like, took, we, we, we just, we were like, we like roasted Ammer about the book and then he got defensive and then we came to an agreement. It was in I mean, Vancouver. That's, that's 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 one way of putting it. Okay, sure. No, yeah. I was I was joking, but like that's yeah. No, no, no. I'm I'm teasing. I'm okay. Teasing. So this story, it's cur- It's called the curse of the ego. So here we go. Damn. Austin, Ammer, and John were three scavengers in the land of diffidence. They resided in a camp in in Camp Safinia, in the outskirts of the land. Wow. The people of Camp Safinia were just as tough as they were few. They would dig through the frozen wasteland in hopes of finding gold. They lit fires in Safinia, but had to be careful not to melt the icy land below them, for that would allow the gold to slip away. As such, the fires were very small and provided little to no warmth. The people of Camp Safinia were left very cold for most nights. One day, whilst Ammer 
was out on a dig, he scavenged upon a book. The book was magical and seemed very knowledgeable. Not to worry, the book told him. You need not work today. You have done enough. The book illustrated to him an image of warmth and happiness, promising to him that he was the best and need not worry about falling behind. Days went by as Amr explored the book more. He slowly started to drift away from Camp Safinia and in towards the Camp of the Ego. The Camp of the Ego was a hot and bustling place. The majority of people resided there. Everyone was warm and boastful, but also struggled to get by. The people of Ego had long abandoned the real but faint warmth of the flame for a much more gratifying but artificial heat. <laughs> that same magical heat warmed Ammer when he read the book. Oh, wow. <laughs> but alas, the warm of the ego was not all as it seemed, and the magical heat melted the land around those who used it. The heat corrupted the gold they gathered and ate away at what little they had, for wow. everything came with a price. Amr's gold started to dissolve as he lifted it. The, gold, the, the, the ground around him started to crumble away as he walked on it. And bit by bit, Amr traversed to the camp of the ego. Now he needed the warmth it gave as his resources were low and his heart even lower. As Amr drifted towards ego, Austin and John began to worry. They quickly caught up to him, trying not to feed off the warmth and warmed him about the book, about how dangerous it really was. But Amr wouldn't listen. I need the warmth this book gives, he said. You didn't need it before, John replied. But now I need. But now I am low on gold. It's different, Amr said. Don't you see that darn book that took it from you in the first place? It was the book that took it away from you in the first place, Austin yelled. Well, I need it now. It helps me stay warm, Amr said, starting to walk away. But before Amr could get far, Austin reached out and grabbed the book. Amr tried to grab it back from him, and in the struggle, it flew out of Austin's hand and into the air. Amr lunged for it, but it was too late. The book fell into a camp torch. No! Amr screamed as the book burned and the warmth fell from his skin. But as the warmth faded, something else settled in a clarity that he had lost in days past. He looked at the ground around him, which has been destroyed. He looked at his store of gold, which has withered. And finally, he looked at his reflection and realized he had been starving. Wow. Yeah, that's so epic. What? Tell me, me that fan. is not. Yo, we I had a fan write that. Yeah. Luke Coughlin wrote that. He was one of the beginning guys. Beginning to end. He was on the podcast that completed the Sober October yeah. Challenge. Dude, shout out to Luke for a dope wow. story. Holy. That was, that was so well written. written. But that the thing, dude, well that was, I was not, that. Like, when you told us someone wrote a short story, again, I was like, oh, okay. I was waiting to, to plug in the fact that like the opposite of the ego camp could have been shining some red light on him for like across mm. the, across the <laughs> camp. Could have used some red light, but uh, <laughs> wow. I talked to Luke story. for a bit and, and he told me, and I really wanted to share the way he viewed uh, like a cell phone uh, what really helped him go through Sober October was he stopped calling this thing a phone. 
and he called it an addiction box. Wow. He completely changed the vocabulary of what this is. And he explained to me and he really like delved into that and was explaining everything about this phone is meant to hold your attention. Yeah, and anything, it's kind of interesting that we still call it a phone now that it's that really not just, a phone. I know, yeah. isn't that, that insane? Yes. Yeah. When Luke said that to me, I'm like, Luke, that was absolute gold. I'm going to talk about this on the podcast. This is no longer a phone because people don't even use it to make phone calls. No, it's interesting yeah. how we even call it a phone. I never thought of that. Like we call this it is for the, an it's one use. box. Exactly. Wow. So like imagine calling your house like a bed. Like you, like that would make sense. That's like one. That's like one specific use of your. Yeah, that's of your a great house. analogy. It is huh, insane. I never. So. I like, that just hit me. Sorry, Cameron. Wow. What do you think of the story? Yeah, that was amazing. Like that. That this guy's good at ciphering <laughs> uh, what's going on because I actually listened to, to a bit of that episode before coming on here and um, hearing the story versus your conversation. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Well done, Luke. Yeah. Austin, there's I'm a just question to that find we find this message, but where did he message it? No, he, he sent it to me personally. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Austin, there's a question you always ask our guests before yes. they head off. Please yes. do us the honor. Let's do it. So, Cameron, we want to know. We ask this to every guest before they before they leave. We want to know what you think the three most important traits of a strong mindset are. Of a strong mindset could be towards anything really we tailor it more towards the what the guest human. does <clears throat> yeah mm. the optimized human in three words or less so mindset or mind like because i guess i guess the one area i'd go to what john just said is like healthy <laughs> so healthy if, if that could be counted as a yeah, no, that, no that's this is this is your answer so you, mm-hmm. yeah you healthy works great. so so healthy um traits i would look at i wouldn't say traits as much as like uh values or skills or um Mm. i guess like god okay okay boom health vision and focus Mm. there it is yeah amazing health vision and focus with a few more interviews we're going to be able to put together like more of a montage because you're probably like maybe the 20th person or so that okay. we can like kind of take that clip and run them all together oh yeah and, you know uh, i'm I, this is a side note here but i am so happy just the way that it seems like because it seems like the old way of doing business you know like, like or at least like that like that vision of a business guy was someone who was out of shape who like sold his soul 100%, yeah. money dude i am so <laughs> no i'm like so pipe. happy no, but I'm so happy that our generation like didn't like we didn't grow up with that bullshit. For sure. Like, well, we did. Like, oh, we, like but like, but like, I'm so glad that like our generation's like, hey, you know what? We're gonna just gonna do it better. Like, we're gonna yeah. optimize this. Like, we're gonna start Hell whipping yeah. out meditation. We're gonna whip out red yeah. lights. Like, we're gonna like actually do this, but like do this professionally. We're gonna yeah. optimize. And this. I think I a great that. analogy to to run with that is um that that uh that story where you have these two the two guys going in and chopping down trees and the one guy you know is going and working like 12 hours chopping at trees all 12 hours and that's like old business and he's non-stop just grinding 12 hours and then you have this other guy that only works four hours at chopping trees and the other you know eight hours he's actually sharpening the axe well and that's whoa. actually an abraham lincoln quote sorry 
Did you know that that's an Abraham Lincoln quote? That yeah, I think I did, but like I I wasn't hundred percent. I wasn't gonna throw names. So. so some yeah, well, someone had asked Abraham like or Abraham um if he had to chop down a tree, uh you know what would his plan be? And he said, well, I'd spend the first six hours sharpening the axe. Right. Eight yes. Hours. Yeah. That is yeah. It. That is. I it. think an entrepreneur would spend an hour chopping trees and and the other eleven building a machine that will chop down <laughs> the trees automatically yeah, for him. Right? Yeah. But so I guess that's kind of it though, right? Because you know, uh, the old business guy would spend 12 hours trying to make money, whereas the modern day businessman is spending, you know, <laughs> 10 minutes on meditation, you know, sure. one hour in the gym, they're spending, you know, they're, they're spending that time, you know, researching how to eat healthier, they're actually eating healthier, they're going home for lunch, like they're, yeah. you know, meal prepping, they're doing all these things, so that when they go to work, it's multiplying their efforts. And, yeah. and even how they do their work, we're doing it, you know, with these dot com secrets, like we're leveraging yeah. things that are, you know, I, it's just incredible, really. What one hundred percent right now? Would agree. Actually, now that you have Jeff Bezos up, Jeff Bezos is a perfect example. Like that guy shredded, and he's yeah. he's the richest man in the world. Yeah, yeah, he's shredded. Compare. Well, you know what's interesting though. So um, I've actually read a lot of like of the Titans. Like actually, right there, there's right. there's John D. Rockefeller. Yeah. Um, reading a book about you know Cornelius Vanderbilt, J.P. Morgan. You know, it's interesting. A lot of these really wealthy guys. Um, they were very, they were very fit. Um, mm. it, it was, you know, like, like Vanderbilt, for example, Cornelius Vanderbilt, he lived Badass until picture. like, in, yeah, I mean, he lived into his 80s. And like, this yeah. is a time where most men were dying in totally. their 50s or 60s, right? Totally. And, you know, early to rise, early to bed, you know, Benjamin Franklin said that, right? So, yes. yeah. No, I'm I'm on that page, man. Like that. Look at the, how jacked yeah. he is in that photo. That's he ridiculous. Is, that's the most Sorry, badass everyone. photo. That's Dude, the richest looks, man in the world. Look at that, man. That guy knows that guy yeah. is optimized. Like that guy's living it. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. LeBron James spends like a million dollars a year on his body or something. Yeah, like I think I, I think I've read that too. That also makes sense. Like right? maintaining the asset. Yeah. yeah. But if you think about it though, as a business person, our body and our mind. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> right? So so I actually have a I have an actually an interesting like um thought on that or analogy or however you want to yeah, yeah. This, is to build a business, it only takes your mind, right? You don't need anything like anyone. And, and we've all done this. Like you can build a business with just using your brain. Like that's all you need. You don't need anything else to build a legacy. You need your mind, body, and soul. Like that's just it. And if you don't have any three of those, like you're out of the game. That's why like everyone can get to a million. Everyone can get to even 5 million now in, in today's day and age, but to get to the, the 10 hundred, you know, billion mark, like you need, you need the body, you need the soul. Um, and a lot of people just don't recognize that to build businesses long-term health, wealth, love, and happiness in that order. Number one is health, man. <laughs> yeah. And Cam, healthy, I am so glad wise. that, that out of all people we could have possibly had, you were the health guy. It's been a, an you. absolute pleasure. And well, uh, that's the interesting thing though, is after talking to you, Cameron, like you're not a health guy. Like, I mean, you are, I mean, you're healthy, obviously, but but this is like, cause I think a lot of people write off the health side because like, oh no, no, I'm focused on the money side, sure. but like, they don't understand that it is the two, like, it is. like health is money, right? 100%. Like, so yeah, no, this is great, man. Like, this is a great conversation. That's the cycle. Like it goes hand in hand. It really does. It's a holistic view. So um, yeah, man, guys, I really appreciate it. It's been a really good conversation. It's I'm glad I could, glad I could yeah. educate you guys on, uh, on light. And again, let's get the giveaway pumped up. 
Yeah, what's the link again? Say it again. Join, join.aboveclub.co. One more time. Join.aboveclub.co. And on the back end, guys, again, there's a referral program. Refer 50 people and you get a free Apollo move um, just for referring 50 people. So jump on that. I know all the student works people have crazy networks. So mm. I'm to see how that goes. Cam, where Cameron, can we find your YouTube channel? With you. Yeah. yeah you, where can we find you on Instagram, on YouTube? Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, so um, Instagram, you'd be able to find my YouTube through Instagram. So go on my Instagram at Cam Russell, and then the link tree, you'll be able to go to my YouTube. I have some good videos on there. I've been trying to post more. Actually, I'm in the works of hiring an intern to uh, manage all my my socials so I can get it your content because like content creation is just so time consuming. Just so. want to throw this out there as well. Russell is R-U-S-S-E-L-L-E. Yes. Thank you, John. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's check me on it on Instagram and then you'll be able to find all my stuff. And then the above club on Instagram is where you'll be able to love the branding on that too. Above club. Thank love you. That. Mm. Thank you. Yeah, it has a good ring to it, you know? Yeah. We're really pumped about it. Actually funny story to finish off. I use the above club. Here's full circle. I use the above club as the brand name to sell vape juice in high school. Oh. And then I'm like, cause ah. when I came up with it, it was yeah, like I was actually also, texting James about that in the, during the podcast. Yeah, and so it actually has like a, a meaning for above club, like a head above, or I think it was like head above the smoke or whatever our tagline was. But then I always loved that name. And I and there are multiple times where I brought that up to other people to use it as their brand name or for different businesses. And then when we started this, we were playing around with trying to use Apollo, but Apollo as a name is very saturated. It and is. so I hit above club. It just struck with me and my co-founders. And the more we think about it, like it couldn't be a better time to use that brand for what our, our brand symbolizes and what yeah, we love to it. Do. So um, there's so much we're going to be able to do with it. And we're so excited to have everyone along with it. Ladies Great, and gentlemen, this has been the weekly call and another amazing episode. Thank you for listening and have yourself an amazing morning, night or noon. Take care. <laughs> Good to see you, Cam. <laughs> nice meeting you, man. Hey, listeners, thanks so much for tuning in this week. As usual, you can find us on Instagram at the Weekly Call Pod or through email at theweeklycallpod at gmail.com for any questions or comments about any of our material and just to kind of pick our brain or even challenge us on a few things we said today. The intro and outro music was brought to you today by William Scott Thompson. You can find him on Spotify under that name. He has a lot of other great material on there that you can go listen to as well. Thanks so much for tuning in this week, guys. We'll see you soon.